Welcome to our fourth episode of Psalm and Sommer. I'm Floyd. And I am Aaron. And we are going to talk about why are we doing this? What is the point of drinking all this wine? What is the meaning beer of and these life? spirits? What's the meaning of this so-called life? Is it just because, you know, we're just we're ballers? Well, I'm not a baller. Aaron's a baller, but I'm not a no, baller. No, no, no. He's single and he balls. Me? <laughs> I'm married and I don't ball like I used to. Got to change diapers. <laughs> I got to make sure kids Shit. have food and they eat and, you know, stuff like that. So we are going to talk about why are we doing this? Why are we talking to you guys on a podcast? Why did we just develop this relationship with, you know, the things, you know, we love talking about, like wine, beer, and spirits? Why did, why did we take this up as a career why did we jump into this what do we love about it there's so many things to discuss and i think that this is a perfect opportunity for us to get to you guys and discuss and talk about what makes us do what we like doing and i can either lead off or age before beauty all right well it's true (laughs) well Well, I think that if we are going to start off this topic, it's, you know, we have to understand a little bit about where we all started, where we came from. I think that if you want to understand who I am, I've told you, I I have a wine store in Milburn. It's a great little store, small, and uh, have another store in uh, Teaneck. And it's something that I really grew to love getting in this industry. Um, I used to be a teacher. I used to teach in West Orange, New Jersey, and, you know, it was just something I loved doing. I wanted to help kids. I wanted to be an educator. I wanted to make sure kids were treated fairly and learned the same way. And then it was just something I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I want to make a change. I want to do something different. I want to make a difference out there. (laughs) I want to make people (laughs) drunk. I want to make sure people have their wine and beer in their spirits. I want to make sure people are having a good time and partying. Um it's like that Dave Chappelle skit, you know, with Rick James. It's like, that's how I wanted to be. Drink up. <laughs> be merry. Drink up and be merry. Welcome to the China Club. <laughs> exactly. That's what I wanted to do. So I decided that, you know, a change of career was good. So I got into you, the... You want to promote this idea of just... Uh, you, you taught math. Well, I, sixth grade math, yeah. I taught math for about maybe nine years. And I just said, you know what? It's time for me to do something that... I can learn, I can grow, and I can be passionate about it. I was like that about teaching, and that's why I think I jumped into doing something with wine where it comes to educating and pairing and stuff like that. So it just was a great opportunity for me. I purchased Thor Milburn and just started learning the business from day one, how it works, how does it work with distributors, how does it work with pricing. I wanted to learn about all the new world, old world wines, what tastes, what flavors, what profiles, what went with what, and how it, it, it just everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a great ride so far. It's just, I'm constantly learning. So when you heard our last episodes, you know, it's like, there's some, there's still some things I'm just learning about now. Like, I just always think that wine, there's always an education. There's always a point where you can learn more. And I felt like, you know, my career change was going to be great for me because it's something, it's just the start of what I want to do going further. And I think that 
since it's an ever-changing idea and premise, it's something that will always still be there. People will need to drink. People will still need to go to restaurants and bars and have parties with family members. Escape. Yeah, escape. And I think that that's what's great about the business because you're constantly evolving. Things change. Once you think you know one wine, there's another wine that comes out. Once you think yeah. you know one spirit, another spirit comes out. And from our past episodes, if you've, if you've heard them, you know, we talk about wine. We talk about bourbons, whiskeys, tequilas, vodkas, cabernets, and pinot noirs. We talk about everything. And that's what's great about this business because things are always constantly changing. You might think you have a favorite one day. You have a, a favorite the next day. I used to love Malbec. Now I can't drink the shit. Uh, like Malbecs to I me, can't drink it I never liked no. Malbecs. I was always the person that was against Malbecs. Like a friend of mine used to come visit um, for New Year's Eve, and she was always going, "You got to make sure you have Malbecs." I'm like, I don't like Malbecs. They're too spicy. They're too earthy. It's just something about them I don't like. No, they're too the big. best. They're, yeah, it's like they're the best wines ever. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to have them. And this is and going back, funny story. It was like when I first bought my store. And mind you, when I first bought my store, I wasn't, I didn't know half the stuff I know. Uh, I always tell the story. Like when I first got the store and I first opened it, after the license was transferred over to me, I remember when I was like, wow, I finally got my first store. This is great. I love everything in here. It's looking fantastic. I'm just going to build and build and build. It's going to be great. Customer walks in. All right. I need a full-bodied wine. And it needs to have the following profile. I was like, full bodied. I was like, all right. I'm sorry, it was light bodied. And I was like, oh, all right, you know what you need? You need a Malbec. And the guy was like, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're trying to tell me a Malbec is a light bodied wine? I was like, yeah, it's light bodied. Goes with everything. Anything you eat, it's going to go with. And the guy was like, uh, not necessarily. Do you know what Malbecs are? And I'm like, ah, it's a light-bodied wine. It's great. It tastes good. It's grape juice. Go with it. And the customer walked out, and I don't think they ever came back again. But what it showed me was that I needed to learn so much more about the wine game. And what I started doing from there was, listen, just educate yourself. Invite more people into the store, more ambassadors from vineyards learn more about how the wine is made where it comes from and are they marketing it way too much or are they really just trying to sell you something fantastic and i think that's where i really started to develop like just a big way of a a different way of looking at wine was because you know what you can't look at it through it's grape juice it's fantastic goes with just about anything that was the old way of looking at it when right I first before i got my wine store that was the way i looked at wine it was like it's grape juice it tastes good goes with just about anything you eat don't worry about it, it tastes it's good but the more i learned the more i was able to focus on if a customer came in and said oh well you know what i'm gonna have a steak with peppercorn sauce or i'm gonna have uh tuna sushi i'm gonna have indian food what goes with what so over the years, I just learned so much. And I think that's what I love about wine. It's always changing. It's always It's almost different. like infinite. 
it's it's, it's, almost, it, it's, exactly. it's almost like you know we, we talk about or we joke about this idea that uh, you know Aaron's going from a caterpillar to a butterfly by getting from wine to bourbon or from bourbon to tequila but the the idea of wine is that sometimes it's just too much there's just yeah. so much out there and that's why it's a commitment and the fact is, is that you know um you know I'm, I'm not trying to take away from you mm-hmm. but you kind of realize that wine is something that you never really get tired of. There's just different facets or Mm -hmm. elements of it. So it's like you're talking about like sushi and different types of food combinations and occasions when you have wine. Like I I, I can think about certain types of times where I was in a really dark place in my life and I said, you know what? Uh, I, I had that Cabernet. And it was like that warming feeling yeah. type thing. There was another time where it was celebratory, and I said, you know, let's pop open a really cold bottle of champagne. I'm not talking about cava. I'm not talking about Cremant. Or I'm not talking about Prosecco. But, like, real, like, $50, $60, $70 champagne on a good occasion. Yeah. And, again, like, it's, it's, it's infinite. There's so many wines out there it's hard to keep up with. And it never becomes boring. No, you're right. It's absolutely true. It's you're never going to get bored of some of the things they come out with because if you're not familiar with the way the wine industry works, is like you know a vineyard could be producing like five varieties of wine. They could have a vineyard where they have a plot of Cabernet, a mm-hmm. plot of Merlot, a plot of Sauvignon Blanc, a plot of Pinot Noir, a plot of Malbec, you know, California now, they have Sangiovese. They're producing that, too. So all these different things go into wine production where one vineyard can be like making all these different wines. And a lot of people don't get that. Or some vineyards also where they make maybe four levels of Cabernet. Yeah. They have their top. They have their – they start to go down and they have Premier, their bottom. Yeah, down exactly. to like their – bottom barrel but you know you know you know a lot about this because you know when i first met you you talked about certain wines and you had a certain list and 18 right like september 18 yeah and you had your you were always talking about wine and how this wine compared to that wine this cabernet compared to this cabernet was totally different yeah so you know why did you you know, because this is not like you have a job. You do a job during the week, but then you work at the store on the weekends yeah. because you you like I fucking love it. it. You I love, love it. it. So explain a little bit about why you're into this. Uh, so I would say like, you know, at some point I committed myself to being a recruiter. And don't get me wrong, recruiting is not a boring job. There's always facets of it where one day you have the most outstanding day in the world where you're getting in touch with people, you're making connections, and it seems like you're really making money. You know, I, I do a recruiting for RF wireless, you know, semiconductors, defense, aerospace, photonics. It, it's exciting stuff. Like it's never actually boring, but. There came a time, and I would say it was <laughs> in the teens, where 
got bored. You know, like I, I just said, like, you know, this is not what I want to do. This is not my passion. If this is all that makes me money, that's great, right? Like, I feel like, like most people, I, I know that most people say, do what you love, do what you're passionate about. But it's hard. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to pay the bills. True. The fact is that, you know, recruiting for the areas I'm in, it's not bad at all. It's actually a lot of times it's great. I love the people I work with, but it's not a passion. It's just a way to put food on the table, you know? Yeah, you're right. No. Like Absolutely. anything. Yeah. So one day, um, I think it was it, it was definitely 2016 or maybe late 2015. Uh, Floyd, I, I like all kinds of different music. I'm not sure about you, but I like Eric Prids a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Not, not. Okay. EDM. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, he does EDM, you know, kind of like uh, electronic music. All right. So at the time, I was saying, you know, anytime this guy does a concert, no matter where it is, whether it's in L.A., San Diego, Bay Area, or if it's in the U.K., I'll go. Doesn't matter. All right. My friend and I said, no matter where it is this year, let's commit to it. Mm -hmm. That year in 2016, he committed to doing a show in multiple locations. So we had the option of going to L.A. and doing it up there or doing it in New York. And New York was chosen because we said we don't have to worry about air travel or hotel or spending extra money. So I said, listen, dude. Let's get a sick bottle of wine. Happens to be that Eric Prids loves Opus One. So we said, let's find a bottle of it. As you know, Opus One typically goes for what? What, 325 now? 350? Like in that range, like that 300, yeah. Like you're like two, like I've seen in some places, like it's 275, three something. With anything, it always varies. Okay. So at the time, we got it for like 225 because it was 2016. Yeah. It keeps on going up. We got it. I, I said, this is the best wine I've ever had in my life mm -hmm. back then. And I said, I don't know what it is about this. Maybe it's the fact that it's a bond between wine and just having a good time or the occasion. But I said, there's something about this that's just more than – just drinking to get drunk yeah you know it's not like having a shot of jamo and yeah. bud it was really good so maybe about a year or two after i said i want to learn about this more mm. got certification i wanted for my round two of certification at some point i think i met you and i said listen i you know i'm not looking to be a box boy so fuck you if you want think, me to be. I think you called my store and you were like, "Look, I'm just looking to get into it. I, I just want to. I don't want to wear. I don't want to work at a yeah. chain store. I want to work at more of like a smaller boutiqueish kind of store. No, not even. No, I, from what I remember, there wasn't when I any. To I actually put an application into Wine Library, yeah. which <laughs> we'll get into another time. But wine, could you imagine if I ended up at Wine Library? Oh yeah, you'd be pushing like. We would uh, not be no, you'd be pushing like their eight dollar bottle, <laughs> and I'd be working for Gary V. <laughs> you'd be like, hey, this this wine, it's a 
$8 bottle, but it tastes like it's $90. Get off your break. <laughs> Get off your break. No, continue. I'm sorry. No, it's it just uh, – I think that there's a certain kind of uh, synergy between certain types of wine. Yeah. And just being able to kind of tell a story. I don't think that wine should be as easy as somebody coming into a store and saying, give me a quick $5 recommendation. I think there's something more to it. There should be more. But there is more to it. There is more to it. It, I think that this business, what's great about the business is you will have customers that they're looking to learn looking to try different things kind of like me it's kind of like when we sat down we had a conversation where you wrote up this business model and you were like floyd we got to meet let's talk about this business model let's talk we'll go to common lot we'll have dinner in milburn and i'm like all right let's go and it's we sat there we talked and it's we talked about what our vision was for our particular future like individually was it this by that point? This was part of it. Like this? Nah. Are you talking about, I don't the, think so. are you talking about the, uh, the podcast? How long ago? What are you talking about? The, I'm uh, talking about the one we sat when you gave me the business model and you were like, look, I wrote this all up. We need to sit down. We need to talk about all these things I have ideas for. And you gave me like a. a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, oh, shit. I, yeah. I just realized that. So then we went to Common Lot. We talked about it and I was like, okay. Me, when you embarrassed yourself that night, head in the toilet, puking? No, I never do that. I haven't done that since college. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I haven't done that since college. No, no, no. No, no, but, but it was – This was like the 10th idea of 20 ideas. But this was like when – I forgot about that totally. No, but this is when I used to – little backstory. It's um. So Aaron, when he first started, we went to a wine tasting in Summit. And I started talking to Aaron, and Aaron got very nervous. So I was like, Aaron, so, uh, you know, so let's say in a year or two or three years, four years, if I said, look, let's do more of this business. Let's, you seem to be into it. Let's do it. And all of a sudden, Aaron started stuttering. Couldn't answer me. And I was like, Aaron, I'm not I'm just trying to talk I do about that. ideas. <laughs> like I got some <laughs> I ideas. That. And I was like, so how about if I this is my vision for my store. This is my vision for the future for the for the business. How about if I asked you to jump on board? It was like this it's like the what if? What if? What if? And Aaron was like, uh, well, uh, Marvel, what yeah, if? And, and you were like, what uh, what uh well, I can't I don't know uh uh and I'm like, what do you I'm mean, like, Jim? Yeah, I'm like I'm just asking some general questions. But this and over time can I interject for a second? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you got to keep in mind something here. That uh, when I first met Floyd and we were working, my first wine tasting was just very boring. It was it was meant for like a like a concert for the community, and it was like you know just I don't know forty fifty people. The next one was a bigger one. And it was really fun. This one was almost like an office suite. This was a barrel tasting of the burgundies that were coming out. Yes. So it but, was, but, but it was it was small. It was small. 
it was small, but the fact is that more inclusive. There were certain burgundies we were trying that were retail priced at twenty five hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah. So you gotta keep in mind, me and Floyd were both trying to take advantage of this price point. So we were not exactly sober when we were having this conversation. Toward, so, yeah, towards the end, no. <laughs> no. But when Floyd decided to ask me about my actual future in this, and I was saying – Weren't we uh, hanging out by, like, the most expensive uh, – We were hanging out by the most expensive one. Oh, no. I remember there, there, there was there was a whiskey barrel or there was a wine oh, barrel. There was a wine barrel. Wine barrel. And we hung out by the most expensive there was uh, like, burgundy. There was three burgundies on there, and I was – practically hugging the barrel yeah and saying like nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody go near her. i'll bite your fingers off but no we, we we were taking advantage of the fact that there was some really good burgundy so when floyd was asking me this sure i was stuttering but at the same he, time he, he thought i was asking him to be a partner <laughs> no he was like wait a minute i don't have i can't do what, this is too soon there, there, there was a time where floyd's eyes rolled back and he was asking me to write him a check for 30 grand so <laughs> I, I Do you mean, have fifty it all grand in your out. pocket it right now? Out. Out. Yeah, fifty grand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now it's forty grand. Uh, but the whole idea is that, like, in general, there are people that feel like they're in shitty circumstances. They do not want to exactly admit that they're in shitty circumstances, and wine seems to be a very common denominator between me and Floyd because we can kind of talk about it in this very holistic way. There's not one type of wine that we like or dislike. It's broad. And I think the argument is half the fun. Is it not? Oh, most definitely. I think that's that's why if you lift if you've listened to the like the other episodes, we always talk about you know, we don't always agree but we have fun talking about it. So why stay at a store and talk about it and nobody gets to listen to this? So to go back to where we were at Common Lot was more of like the fact that, okay, we had this, we were discussing this business model and podcast was one of them. And I had mentioned him, my sister-in-law said, you gotta start a podcast, that'd be great. She said, you, you two sound like you would be hilarious on a podcast and I said eh, I don't know he gets nervous when I talk to him about anything about doing something it's always like he's scared I don't know she's like no no and I said well he, I, I don't know I, I just have this feeling he might not go with it and what do you notice is on the top of his list podcast and I said alright so I said obviously this is a sign we gotta do it we gotta get out there bring all of this joy fun hatred laughter everything we talk about to the masses and it was something we said we're gonna do and i think that it's great that you have two people with different ways of looking at things putting it all together and putting it out there for people to listen to and continue to listen to us because we have a lot to offer i think that when you look at wine it's always changing People are coming up with new ways to make things. They're figuring out new ways to market, produce. I think with spirits, there's so many spirits coming out. I think that when we talk about bourbon, man, there's bourbons coming out from every state. I don't even know which state to start in. 
shit. <laughs> but, it, it, no, no. But look at Caribou. Bur- bourbon. Bourbon. Look uh, at Caribou Crossing. What you talked to me about? A oh, Cana- that's a Cana- different episode. Different, different episode, episode. But it's Canadian. Actually, whiskey. that's episode five. It's what's in a label. <laughs> what's in a label? But I mean, like, that's what's so great about all this is because. And it makes our job easy is because there's so much to talk about. Your job is not easy. Where it's too much to talk about. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the podcast. There's too much to talk about. We have a plethora of things. Like it's like we talk about bourbon, wine, this, that, this. But that's what makes this fun is you have two different ways of looking at things. You have one way of going, look, there's spirits, there's wine. There's two ways of appreciating it. And which do you choose? Not even which do you choose. Which do you agree with a little bit more than the other? Which do you want to go Which do you want to go yeah, with? Yeah, exactly. But I think our talking about it would make, is what's going to make it fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason we got into doing this podcast is because. I think your wife sounds like she's I, angry right now. I think she's angry. I think that. I think that's that's what makes it fun. It's like we have to continue yeah. to educate people and make it an experience, not just going to a store. I'm just going to buy this. I don't know what it tastes like. But we want to make it more of like if you come to our store, you're going to try it. You're going to love it. You're going to bring it home. And if you don't, the next time you come back, we're going to make it better because everything changes. On that note. On that note. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you later, and thank you for listening to Sam and Samer. Have a great day.